0: Today we have a roundtable discussion with Chris and Dave, and our guest uh, Ryan Keating of the Keating Agency. So, this cast uh, we discuss a few things uh, about awards and competitions, and um, and also kind of like the insuretech scene up in Hartford. So, um, you know, we hope you enjoy the podcast, and we'll see you on the other side.
1: This is CT Startup your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup.
0: All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, so w- we are doing our second episode of our uh, Issues podcast. Over the, uh, the, the years when you're going to a bunch of events, you start seeing people. You start seeing people come and go, and then you start seeing people uh, stick around. And Ryan's been one of those people that uh, has been uh, at all the events. And so uh, we reconnected at the entrepreneurship event, uh, the Entrepreneurship Awards, and uh, asked him to come on. So, uh, Ryan, how are you doing today?
2: Doing very well, Eric. Thanks for having me, guys. So. I, was, I was driving down, listening actually to the first issues podcast. Yeah. And uh, how'd you like it? It was great. I was wondering how much I would pay in tolls as I was driving down <laughs> from Hartford to New Haven here. Um, and then about I also, sixty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And then I also was wondering, am I the podcast e? Uh, because I do my podcast, and I was like,
0: Oh yeah, you, know, you now do, I'm do a yeah? guest. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that too. So you're uh, you do a podcast as well. So you you're uh, yeah you're a uh, podcasty i don't so know how like, how do not do the about guest. that What's the, you're the guest i right? think I was like, the guest. host and the guest <laughs> yeah the host and right. the guest i like, eh.
2: so i, I don't <laughs> have to really put any pre-thought into it like when we do i'm just like all right yeah other than like the thought of what you're gonna say right but. So, so actually, yeah, what it th- This what, is a
3: completely yeah. thoughtless podcast. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, well, so you're bringing me here to talk on issues, and as Dave was just yeah. saying, uh, personal or business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Ryan, give a, give everybody kind of a context
0: of uh, you know um, who you are, what you do. Um, you, you're in insurance, but uh, you know why
2: you came back to Connecticut. The whole thing. Yeah, so I moved back to Connecticut in 2013 uh, August. So going on three years right now. Uh, family business, third generation. I left about ten years ago. And I, middle of winter, I realized if I don't leave, I'm never leaving. And also, after being in Tampa for school, why am I shoveling snow? Uh, <laughs> and I went to San Diego and then up to the Bay Area, did California for three years, had some experience with startups out there, uh, always have had an entrepreneurial drive, just did a bunch of different things to always have income coming in. Uh, ended up in Utah for a ski season. That took me to Montana where I was cooking. That took me to Dallas where I worked in the insurance company looking to looking at acquiring it she was looking to retire and then started a business around entertainment sports tailgates for Dallas Cowboy games raised money lost money learned a lot then got back into insurance and where I went had a bad culture Mm -hmm. I wasn't a long-term fit and that got me thinking and seeing a couple different business operations well, what about going back and working with the family business, building it to grow it um, and also looking to go into that next phase of life, wanting to settle down family <clears throat> and something about growing up in Connecticut you have it was it's a nice place to be a child mm-hmm. first year back was definitely trying, coming from Dallas with skyscrapers going up every day, cranes <laughs> everywhere um, nice really having, yeah really having a big boom and and mm-hmm. here kind of. I always remember as a kid; it seemed pretty fast-paced. Things were happening, and then just after being in a couple of different cities, kind of came back and was like, "Whoa, nothing's changed." Mm-hmm. And I think part of being back is helping initiate the change, going to the, getting involved with Entrepreneur Awards, wanting to find and meet the people that are creating things here mm-hmm. in the state.
0: So, so coming back to the state, and you, you know, you've seen some of the other areas around around the country. Um, so, you know, we're kind of, you know, our, this is kind of like a, roundtable round table issues. We didn't really have anything specific, but like, what's the big things that you've been seeing in the ecosystem? So, cause you've been, you're, you've been up at, uh, upward, you know, doing some of the insure tech stuff. Again, you're, uh, you a sponsor at the entrepreneurship awards. What do you been seeing? Um, that's either like, you know, the, the pro side or like the con side of like the ecosystem.
2: So it's, it's been interesting. It's still taking me time to put my finger on it and, and especially trying to, put on my own events like LinkedIn local bringing people together for that Um, there is that suburban family culture here too so a lot of people have to be choosy of where they go to events I'm fortunate in ways of being single and able to go to events daily if I wanted to or I don't have to go home and soccer or baseball games and you have to be a parent um, but I want to one day, and I've always told people to will supplement what I do now. I'll just be doing it for my family. And ideally, there'll be someone like me, like Eric, like Dave, that is coming and doing things too. Um, but I think the collaboration is something I've noticed. You have a lot of different organizations that are doing great things themselves, and you try to bring them together. And I, I don't know if people don't play nice in the sandbox. I don't want to say that because I've not been too involved. To make that statement, but it seems there should be more collaboration of groups and, and that's kind of wide across the board, even in the nonprofit world there's a lot of nonprofits who do very similar things, but they don 't want to really work together
4: yeah that that's actually something we 've heard a lot on this podcast about <laughs> collaborations and and you know there's a lot of fiefdoms here in the state, right like everybody's kind of got their own little kingdom, their own little thing going on, and it does seem like the attitude has shifted a lot more towards collaboration. Like I don't know, maybe it's because all the people that tried to be on their own didn't make it.
3: <laughs> I don't know. No, within reason. Within With, reason. Within right. reason. Right? I, I mean, it's still a very uh, divided state in the sense that I mean, I mean Connecticut has some natural benefits, in the, but those benefits can also work against it. One is that we we're more spread out. We have three major sort of city groups, yeah. and that's great. Uh, because it we have a diversity of people who, who bring new ideas to the table and who create uh, new companies But it's bad because each of those city groups has its own they're like cities st- old, old medieval city-states they all have their own yes. forms of uh, government and uh, and and various organizations that have been built up over time and a lot of these organizations were built from a time when there wasn't much entrepreneur activity in the state and now that there is some of them are handling it better than others. The local, then the state government's heavily involved, and then the universities are involved, and the universities have their own bureaucracies and infighting, and many of them do not want to work with things outside of their bubble. Uh, it, it's, it naturally lends itself to this, this level of confusion. But you're right, Chris, and at least I believe you're right. Um, I support your bud. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that I think there is more collaboration, more cooperation now than there's ever been.
0: Or at least a willingness. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there has to be the willingness before it happens.
2: Yeah, right. I'd say. Well, I think we're really at a big inflection point as a state. That we keep on hearing that too. We're always at the
0: inflection point. I feel like, but and
2: and what's been nice, I've noticed in the three years, there's strong momentum. And someone said an older pair. Oh well, you know, this was what it was like in the '80s, -hmm. and then we had the '90s and 2000s, and where we are today but it's also part of the mentality problem which is mm-hmm. so I think that's a huge issue mm-hmm. moving and living in other states Texas probably especially people are very proud to be Texans I mean I think that's a known fact and people aren't really proud to be from Connecticut and I think a lot of it's the the media and it's winter can be trying but when things start spiraling negative 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 it's easy to talk about it's easy to talk about the negativity Um but seeing positive, number four for female tech, mm-hmm. you know, we have mm-hmm. some great yep. things going that need to be promoted more. Um, I know one of the issues talking before, VC money, Connecticut brings in $300 million, and New York and Boston, two point five to $3 billion. So you're going to go where the money is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, as that changes and if more money starts coming here to go into companies, the companies are going to come here. There's a good infrastructure. Oh, it took me 35 minutes from Hartford to the district today. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, New Haven, it's so far away. <laughs> it's not that bad. And I drove 45 minutes for a lot of meetings in Dallas. I went to Houston twice a week.
4: You also had, what was it, like everyone was driving like 85, 90 miles an hour over down there. Speed limit was 75, and it's straight. Yeah, it's flat. Straight <laughs> so, and flat.
2: So that makes a huge difference. And actually, too, I've also been thinking, the highway's all have trees on lot. La- around them here. Yeah. They're very boring. Um, great for the air. But the mental stimulation, that half hour, forty five minute drive feels a lot longer than it is. Where you're going and if you have more business billboards than this <laughs> and or just businesses and you know, fast the, food. So I don't
3: that. know. You say all these people are proud to be from Texas. If somebody's proud of something that they shouldn't be, is <laughs> that, <laughs> oh, that. throwing some shade? <laughs> yeah, so let me let me throw a little bit more because
0: because he's proud to be a Massachusetts. President. <laughs>
3: That's right. <laughs> 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 um, so let me let me let me throw a, a little bit more a little more shade. So you want to raise an issue? It's something you know yeah. we touched on briefly. Um, Ryan brought up, which is.
0: Uh, no, you lost no, it. I, I lost You're my like, train of thought.
3: Oh, that's so bad. We're driving
0: down, seeing seeing people. Uh, uh, We're gonna edit oh, all of those. Oh, no, no, no it's, no, it's, no. it's
3: it's uh, sorry. Let me go back. It's why are we giving so much damn money to companies that aren't from Connecticut? Yeah. You're talking about
0: bringing bring. Companies here them. just to just okay. to rent a building <clears throat> yeah. or lease a building, kind of. It's yeah,
3: and they're not even here to, and they don't even yeah. stay here. Or like, I'm talking venture clash. Yeah, I'm talking, and and, and Ryan, you are involved in this. This is not uh, a, a slight. Uh, well, I know, I know where you're going. <laughs> I hear it all the time. When I'm talking, like the insure tech. Yeah. things we're bringing these companies. We have out com- com- uh, groups like. Uh, uh, you know, accelerator companies from outside of Connecticut. We bring them in to run these things. We don't introduce them to local business much, and as soon as they get their education, they're gone. And where we have three major city groups worth of startups that are trying to build up, that are trying to find money, and we've been trying to give them exposure for years mm-hmm. now, um, and they should be getting more in you know money invested in them. They should be getting chances to start out. So, are, are, I guess the
0: The issue are you saying is that we – sometimes we bring in like brand names just because we think that they're brand names versus investing in kind of like the people in the state versus – sure, We
3: try try to get a company from from another nation to come here and compete in venture clash and then they get money if they stay here. Then they win the venture clash and they don't even stay here, right? Or they just open up a small office but it's not really – them moving here is that it,
2: it's a system to be gamed. yeah
3: exactly is that a worthwhile investment of our funds
2: so I'd say yes and, and no And <clears throat> I know exactly insurtech Hartford hub has been a great initiative with startup bootcamp and promoting and creating some energy around the insurtech mm-hmm. space but I have there's one person that you guys may know off record I'll talk after but always in my ear like I can make the change of who the company's coming in or I wish I could but I think one in the last two years has been from Connecticut and there's been $2 million from the state, I think, to each cohort year that's going into it. It's a lot of money that would be great to funnel into mm-hmm. the the ecosystem here. But what has been nice, I think three from the first did stay. Um, and the exposure, we do have to put Hartford on the map. Sure. And, and this is doing that in ways that would attract maybe some businesses to relocate here. Um, and I think it's more of a long-term game than a short-term play. Um, but seeing more support... Yes, would be. Well, I think I think you should all be a more long term game. So don't get me wrong. I'm not.
3: I, I, I realize I'm 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 realizing I picked on InsureTech Hartford. I'm not saying that it's there. You, <laughs> you <InsureTech>. jerk. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying that it, it's it's a bad initiative. I just feel like that some of the money that some of these initiatives that we've done would be better going into local companies. Part of the problem though is is that we use weird metrics when we start to build up local companies. So like a lot of the money from this uh, in venture capital in Connecticut goes through CI, right? Connecticut Innovations. And they are um, – but they're trying to use uh, certain – they use sort of different metrics to to gather, you know, what companies they're going to invest in. A lot of it's job creation and things like that. But, you, you know, it has to be a long-term play. It can't be – you know, we want instant results. And because the state's providing the money, we need to go back to the citizens and tell them what we did with the money. And they need instant results. And that's unfortunately not how the game works. You need to build, let it, you got to get small investments, let the company build before you make a major investment when it's in a growth phase. And that's when things start happening. But that takes a while. That is not instantaneous. This is something that happens over years. And, uh, and you know, unfortunately, because we are looking at the short-term play, and I think uh, I think something like venture class is part of like a short term play, right? I, I don't think they're I don't think they're bringing in uh, long term companies, but I, I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, I I'm open to that. Just
0: just just in reference, because I do believe that there's there's always a need for a short term and a long term play right? Mm-hmm. There's always things that have to happen. We need to get something done right now to keep the ball rolling down yeah. the hill. And yeah. we need. To know. So would you say uh, you're a long-term play is 10 plus years or are you saying in like, like yeah. under 10 or five? Like, I'm just, I'm just wondering, cause like the adventure clash kind of a, a program is that, I don't know if that's it's only funded for a few years, right? It's not like it's not continually funded, is it? Or is it? Yeah, just, it's just
3: the amount of funding that's really well, shocking. That's for there. sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's millions of dollars.
4: So, yeah.
3: but, 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 but when I think of the long term
4: play in terms of a company's life cycle, I'm thinking five to eight years. Okay. Okay. But so here's, here's I'm kind of torn on this. And I think I'm more like yes and no, right? Like, like Ryan here. Because I see something as an insurtech or one of these these fintech accelerators, these accelerators in a place, we need to put a hard front on the map which is exactly what you were saying before, right? Like we need, this is maybe is not even necessarily about getting those companies to stay here for five, ten years, but we're bringing in exciting, potentially game-changing technologies and the people behind them to this city. So maybe the thought here is, okay. For, for how long? But, but hold on. Here's the thing though. You in, you invite them to the city. They they start, They maybe they win some money, they spend some time here, and maybe they leave, right? But if Hartford does its job right. Maybe down the road they have another business or they're doing better. Hartford is now a possibility for them, whereas before it wasn't. And that's kind of how I see like a lot of these outside accelerators. Again, like the insure tech thing, because we are the insurance capital of the country. And in that case, I mean, it's established here. How many insurance startups necessarily are going to get going here when you have, you know, all these huge companies versus you're inviting these companies from these other countries, these other states, well,
2: and so with that, so I'm, I'm involved on in one of the on the agency advisor side of Insurtech Hartford, which is separate from the hub, and that is more promoting what's going on in the industry. Doing last month was uh, startup pitches, and so that's been very focused on um, working with companies in here in the Massachusetts area and seeing success with that. Um, had a couple workshops that have been funded by carriers. And a couple of those have come to ideation, you know one was a health insurance one that Aetna gave five grand to, and now they're taking it to another level with that uh, but one thing too, Stanley Black and Decker with mm-hmm. their is it an incubator program they're doing yeah um today this morning was junior achievement had their annual breakfast. we mentioned time about Jeremy race before he's their c e o he pulled out an 1933 National Geographic and Connecticut was the main point of that article and I forget what the exact wording was but it was talking about innovation in Connecticut the manufacturing side of things that's 80 years ago Um, that that was the foundation of what Connecticut really was Mm -hmm. and the innovation there with the manufacturing machine shops and we're starting to see some of that come back I feel in ways but would also And I hate to throw education in there. We got, as a society, brainwashed in ways. You have to go to college. You get these jobs. And we're seeing the skilled labor now being a huge demand. And you can walk into a very nice career and very little debt. I mean, what David's doing here, too, is a high tech, but still the Overton School is fantastic. Oh, absolutely. That's necessary. Yeah, well,
0: well, that's that's the thing is that, I mean, you, you really do have kids in manufacturing jobs that can walk into 25 to $35 an hour jobs after yeah. 12 weeks of training. So so, so, yeah. so let's do so, this
3: for a second, though. Ryan, what do – so knowing – as part of the FinTech Accelerator or – InsureTech, p- yeah. InsureTech, sorry. What, what do – what exposure do those companies have to Hartford? I mean, so they go to they go to the accelerator. They're taught by an outside organization uh, like TechStars or somebody, and and what, be and they and they do their pitches like everybody else in accelerator. But if if Chris is right, we're we're taking people into, um, and no, don't give me that look. You're not right. <laughs> um, and so if. <laughs> But but you know, and Chris is saying we're we're giving them exposure to Hartford and And Connecticut. And they want to stay here. So what exposure do they have? Do they actually do they have a lot of interactions with
2: the community? Yeah, so so startup boot camp's the funder behind it and really a facilitator. It's not um they're the mentor group that's involved with it. It's really what they're getting here. And they're getting executives at some of the carrier levels. Getting to see different departments in the insurance carriers, mm-hmm. um, you know, travelers' practice So you get to go and see claims side, the health side, and data. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest things is access to data, mm. and that data data is king. The the capital of data is what's going to run the world. So sure. it's the so
0: so it's the access to so in the, okay so it's the access to the big companies and basically where they can help find the solutions, where they're going to come up with the company. And then yeah, to
2: be able to open your doors, come in, check what we got. You know, There's some amazing mentors in this area that are retired, have stayed around here, that are mm-hmm. working with these startups that have seen things over different decades in the insure tech, insurance space. And in insure tech, people, I'm on the agency side. A lot of people think, oh, it's going to replace the insurance agent. I'm looking for things that are gonna help make my job more efficient. Mm-hmm. Help us do it quicker, better, faster. The agents always gonna be there in ways. It's just how does it evolve into where we are evolving? Then you get into elements, you know, smart home technology, ways to make your home safer, your business safer. A lot of companies now have monitors on their trucks. You got a bunch of truck drivers out there paying Connecticut tolls, you know, at an expense. But mm-hmm. you can save money on the insurance side, so you snap these things on your trucks. Well, you can afford your oh. tolls now. So you look at ways that you can be an advisor and consultant, helping them save money. One way, then they're going to add expenses with tolls possibly.
4: But but let me ask you this: Are these people going to yard goats games? Are they seeing our world famous Nipsey Hussle uh, uh, mural? You know, I, I that because <clears> so you I'll... can see
2: you can see the Nipsey Hussle mural right from. <laughs>
3: Upper Harford. So. There, okay, there you go. So that and answers the my question. Stadium. Yeah,
4: I, um. but I mean, that's the question I had:
3: is, right. is like, do we have these companies going to talk to a school, or or somehow have any community activities? And I don't, and I, and obviously, that's not the focus of the accelerator. Yeah. Nor, frankly, in my experience with accelerators, which I have a lot and I have a great admiration for, would I expect that to be any yeah. part of the program? But if it's actually going to be useful. If you're thinking about it as useful to the industry and making names and everything, I think it is. If you're talking about it being useful to Connecticut, then I don't know. Because
2: well, I don't know if there's enough exposure there. I disagree. I mean, they got to eat. So, you know, they're, they're, you're in downtown yeah. Hartford. You're going and dining in the area. And that leads to meeting people at a restaurant, at the bar, having a conversation, oh. ideally. Which is one thing that's still Connecticut's a little different. I will go, I'll go up to eat a lot by myself and look to talk to people. It's not the most welcoming state when you sit next we to someone. We are not. And <laughs> well, yeah, <but> <laughs>
3: most, most of the people that are also you know, gonna, you yeah. mean, want to I talk to that say, person. That's <laughs> New England as a whole, right? I mean, we're not
4: known for being super friendly in New England. Yeah, but you know what? I, I just I just want to touch on this because this is something I'm uh, a little all about because I always felt like okay, down south the like southern hospitality and stuff. They will. I, I literally witnessed this. They will stand there next to you while you're changing your tire and tell you all these nice things and not lift a hand to help. Up here, we'll tell you you're an idiot, you're a moron, how could you hit that pothole, but we'll actually help you change the tire. And I always felt like I always felt like that was kind of like a key difference, right? Like we're not the friendliest people, but when push comes to shove, and I feel like we all come together. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Well, we get it. Now, one thing I was going to say that I noticed just work ethic, too, growing up in the Northeast. I'd say it's stronger here than especially California. Um, Texas had a pretty good one but it's just interesting you know we got to go shovel snow you got to, yeah you got to acclimate to the the weather and things like that so it adds a little bit
0: so so I'm gonna so I'm gonna transition us a little bit into another uh, topic Mm. just because um, it kind of touches on this Um, so I know uh, we've all uh, been um, let's talk about a little bit about awards and what that means to the kind of startups um, in the earlier phase, we can kind of talk a little bit about it. I know, uh, Ryan, you've been, in, you're involved as a judge, right? Are you now in, in, on the EIA award? Or so 101? the
2: Entrepreneur Award's on the, the organizing committee. So we're not, ju- the judges are actually from n- nationally. Okay. I'm uh, just with people that are involved in the entrepreneur mm-hmm. eco space and then... The public okay so
0: so so what I want to just talk about have a little 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 uh, kind of chat about is um, so we have the EIA awards that are put on by CT next right so those uh, that's a state-run kind of a, an awards kind of program and, and so forth um, and that is really for money right Um, Then we have the Entrepreneur Awards, which is, this is the second year, third, third year. So the Entrepreneurship Awards, which that is uh, um, basically a a bunch of entrepreneurs from around the state, um, other kind of um, um, service providers that came together and they did an award and that's not primarily for money, right? So one is that where where are we as a state when it comes to awards? Do we need more awards? Do do the awards really need to be about recognition, which entrepreneurship awards is about, or is, should it be more about the money and kind of the early stage growth? Um, and then I, I'll just kind of press it to because um, my 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 first inclination is that we don't need more awards. We need more. Um, deal flow kind of stuff yeah. so it's like i'd rather have like a competition or something where i can get deal flow with a bigger company to do something with them to actually sell a product than i would an award so so um this is the thought i've been around to a couple of people but that oh, i'll put it out there first.
3: you are wrong okay good <laughs> <laughs> well i got, they, they I got that started, out of the way yeah. i got
0: the,
2: you always have one of those in the room you know uh well deal flow is necessary it's a necessity for any startup any business and even just on that, I, I was like, you know, the shark tank craze we've been in has probably not been the best as well for people, too, that think they have to start a business and have to go raise money right away or go do that and, and give away equity. But um, on the awards side, what I really like about the Connecticut Entrepreneur Awards, and this year I really felt it more than last two, there's some great energy in the room. You're bringing people together that all have similar ideas and interests and going through similar struggles. And so you can to be able to be around those people and talk and have shared conversations I think is very important Mm -hmm. what was nice too is no one knew if they were gonna win or not so that adds to that Um, and what's kind of also interesting talk about deal flow some people are much farther along in the stage and might be great at being able to present and pitch and do that to win those types of awards or money Um, so it takes that out of it Mm -hmm. And, and really it's about product what they've been doing and op- Future growth opportunities. So do you think do you think
0: that so we've had Bill Kenny on? Uh, I think uh, about a year and a half ago the first one or the second one um, Do you think we're almost at the stage where the, the entrepreneurship awards can almost stop start taking the place of say EIA?
3: No, I think they're completely different things. Okay. I, I have to laugh though because because uh, Ryan says to, to Mention, you know companies that can game game the award system and they're really oh, kind of yeah, pitching, but yeah. they're not like I was thinking, what companies do I know like that? I've never
0: done that. Like, ever. like that's I, never yeah. happened. Afecta Trifecta Afecta never did Afecta that. One of those. We 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 did it and lost out to another group from Yale. Yeah, they they did it better than us. <laughs> they, they did. That's
3: right. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> um, they who shall not be mentioned. <laughs> they have not been on the podcast. <laughs> you mean? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, so, anyways, uh, the thing is, I think the Entrepreneur Awards uh, really take a different place in the ecosystem. Right? They're they're not. It's not a pitch contest. It's not, and I think it does serve a necessary role, which is that even though you, you, in a pitch contest, you recognize people, right? And it's important for the community to gather and, and have a pitch. Here you have an independent awards group that's made up of judges from around the world. Right. And and they and they look at all the nominations and anybody can nominate and they and they review the submissions and they're providing an outlet for something we never had before, which is just to independently recognize companies on the, you know, on the virtue of what they're doing and who they are. Right. Not for any particular product or anything and or, you know, based on any pitch. So it's really uh I, now again, I should say that I'm biased. I am uh, Martha Klein is also a sponsor of the Entrepreneur Awards uh, for the past three years. So, uh, you know, I don't like putting money into something that I don't think is worthless. But Uh-oh. so I, I think it's I think it's an excellent event. But I think it fills a niche that we didn't have before, mm-hmm. and it helps create more exposure. And
0: you're also a judge on the EIA Awards, right?
3: I
4: am. I am. There's no conflict of interest here at all.
3: Well, no, I, 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 well, well, it? he's well, a lawyer. He's well, a that lawyer, goes to
2: the it? collaboration <laughs> side.
4: So now
3: no, we just, not, but now we're we're just made it
2: a competition when no. it should be a collaboration. And I like the EIA
3: Awards. I think they have uh, a value, too. <clears throat> They're both necessary is what I'm saying. They 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 speak to different aspects of the community.
0: So is it is and so I guess another thing about it is that with these accelerators, with the insure tech and something, it's like you have to apply to get in. It's still kind of <clears> some sort of a competition to kind of get in. Do we need more of this stuff? Is it so the past five years, six years that we've kind of been in this kind of uh, the 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 snowball's been going down the hill and it's been get, getting steam. It, it's it's it is getting bigger. Um, do we need more of this stuff now because of that to keep the ball rolling, or is it more they have to just get bigger and just have you know like are we, are we a small enough state where, we don't need it? Well, I mean, state wise and supporting the local, <clears throat> you went through reset right? Yeah. So we went through the impact. Yeah, reset awards. So, and what? How would you gain out of that? How'd you feel? um so we i mean we we got a great award it was, i think we got the biggest like award that they've given out which was like twenty thousand. so that helped our business at that point um we um the benefit corporation status has been one that's that's um been interesting for us as a company yeah. <laughs> uh, to be quite frank um and they um so so it, it helped us the accelerator helped us more yeah. you know like the comp versus the competition i think so well,
2: one i think that's accelerator has it in, to accelerate means to have a rapid yeah like, growth you're going into yeah. that knowing that in the next eight weeks or six weeks however long it is you're gonna go from maybe you're at EFG to X you yeah. know and they still got Y and Z down the road but it got you to a lot faster pace than go long and, and the biggest thing too is resources for people that are going through things they might be doing for the first time if they've not tried to start a company yep. or been involved in that and so, having those avenues and forums is important, mm-hmm. and that's one thing we've talked them. The Connecticut Entrepreneur Awards is, is how do you shape that into being a resource for people on kind of a non-institutional basis, and so it's people helping people, mm-hmm. and more than just an award show. That's the cultivation, looking at annualizing it with different things in the three ecosystems: Stanford, New Haven, Hartford, and and, and keeping people together and. Seeing
4: where that goes. Okay. Well, I, you know, I think this is uh, we got to kind of wrap it up here. But I think this has been kind of a good discussion about, you know, again, where, where, where are we as a state in the collaborative kind of effort? I think we're getting there. Sounds like we still have a ways to go, too, though, right,
3: guys? It, we we may have a ways to go, but as I said before, despite, uh, you know, if if I take a devil's advocate point of view in, in these things. I've seen more activity and more excitement now, more than ever. For I keep sure. saying that year after year, and it keeps being true. And uh, I think we should thank Ryan very much, not only for coming on the podcast, but uh, people like Ryan uh, give a ton of their time and effort to the community. Uh, they help build this as a community, and uh, I'm really glad that you're out there and, and contributing. Thank
0: you. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, just on that note, is that I do think that uh, the service provider. So you're a service provider, Dave. You're a service provider. <laughs> I think it is sometimes we focus to, you know, not enough on you guys because you guys can have the, you have the time and the energy to actually put in a little bit extra where a lot of the startups and a lot of people in the industry don't necessarily have that time to help build up the ecosystem. So again, I, I give you props to that and uh, hopefully you can uh, rally, rally some other uh, service providers do the same.
2: Yeah. I think it's, I mean, the collaboration we're seeing it in ways and I mean, one of the things I've been starting now too is a charity. Um, and with that, it's highlighting other charities every month and creating volunteer opportunities, so trying to build that ecosystem in ways for the nonprofits. A lot of them don't have money. Same, it's very similar to startups. Nonprofit startup, you're always looking for funds, and people need you need funds coming because you're not selling a product. Mm-hmm. And so you they you know, like really see. don't have money versus like yeah. startups. Hey! <laughs> yeah, um, but it's been really interesting to learn to get to meet a lot of the nonprofits in the area that have been doing amazing work, but they can't spend marketing money. They can't do that. Um, and just bringing people together over different causes and ideas, you create brain share, mm-hmm. and that's a huge part too. Is having those people to have kind of like this, you know, things Absolutely. like this yep. are very important. By the way, on the note, what's your podcast? Plug your podcast. Yes. So it's the Experience We hop podcast. So it's kind of focused around West Hartford business owners, people in West Hartford, getting to know them behind the name or behind the business. Um, so it's on the iTunes, Google Play. But weha.com, dot com slash blog-podcast. Uh, I think we've had about 35-ish out so far. They usually are released on Sundays. Very cool. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Excellent. Thank well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, one day our studio will look like this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day.
1: <laughs> thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. We would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalaina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.